Humboldt Holding Up is sponsored by Humboldt Hydroponics. They are located at 1302 Union Street. That is uh, right next to the Broadway Cinema, in case you don't have a map in, in your brain. You can visit them there, and their knowledgeable staff will help you with all your growing needs. Humboldt Hydroponics, locally owned and operated for some time. It's a very, very special episode of Humboldt Holding Up, the podcast that has somehow made it to 100 episodes. This is this was always my dream. I'm Stephanie McCary. And I'm Andrew Goff, though, that's right. As you think after 100 episodes, I would remember that I have to say my name <laughs> at the beginning. But uh, uh, These people probably know who we are, or they don't care. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, on on kind of a related note, uh, you know, before we get to this week's guest, uh, there's a little bit of uh, housekeeping right off the top. We started humble holding up just just as the pandemic started. Um, the, the the first episode of this thing was way back in April of 2020. And uh, oh, what a time! That stuff. What a time. Yes, I uh, do. That, I do. Yeah. Kind of. And at that time, you know, we we had no idea how COVID was going to play out, um, but we knew we were not going to be seeing people as much as we wanted, uh, and we wanted to stay in touch with our community and just offer people, you people listening, uh, just some sense that yes, there 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 were still people alive out in the world. If you go back and listen to some of those those early episodes, you know, we we were asking really basic things like, what are you eating? You know, like. How's your relationship with your sourdough starter developing? <laughs> I uh, remember <laughs> sourdough starters. Yeah, remember yeah. that was a that thing. That was yeah. a thing in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was no, just because... COVID signs of life, basically. We were yeah. just trying it to was... check in with folks we knew just to say hi to them ourselves and really keep ourselves sane while at the same time hoping to help other people feel a little bit more connected to the whole yeah. community during these really tough times. You know, here we are over uh, two years later, uh, and and we're today doing our 100th episode, as you mentioned, and it's a very different world. And I'll, I'll just cut to the chase. This is going to be the last episode of, of Humboldt Holding Up. We feel like this was a good place to cap this experiment, uh, 100 episodes. We learned a lot. We laughed. Some people cried. Anyway, we think that, you know, it's time to to find uh, some new muses. Uh, and I think that neither of us will be sad about taking a break from Zoom. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That being said, now that we have that out of the way, I think that we couldn't have found a better guest to do our 100th and final episode. I think that everybody in Humboldt County knows Betty Chin of yeah. the Betty Kwan Chin Foundation, who works tirelessly to help our homeless community. Yeah, I I, I I don't think that there is really anybody else in the county that you would dare to describe as saintly. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but you know, Betty Chin, yeah, as you say, like decades of, of work. And as she tells us in this conversation, you know, she still gets up in the, in the wee hours of the morning to get prepared to go feed people in need yeah to start making coffee and making breakfast she's very hands-on and she would probably hate us describing her as saintly because she is so humble <laughs> truly inspiring uh with her her level of commitment so what do you say that we let betty do some of the talking get her in here come on in betty hello hi betty 
Hi, Betty. Thank you so much for joining us. We are good. We made it. Yes, we you did. Made we, made, yes. we made it happen. Yeah. Um, you had a meeting with uh, Miles? Yeah, we what? do a pep with the payday, and then oh, we yes. had 20, uh, all the 15 people got a job. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. 100% cool. got a job. Yeah. Wow, great. Yeah. Well, Betty, Betty, thank you so much for taking out of uh, some time out of what I'm sure is just a busy day and week and life that, to, to talk with little old us. Um, we really appreciate it. Yeah, two days and my sixth day of work 24 hour day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, well, I remember when we well, were I'm trying- alive. So good. <laughs> <laughs> when we were trying to schedule yep. this, Betty was like, yeah. oh, I'm That's trying cool. to take that day off. I remember you were saying you were trying to take either <laughs> Thursday or Friday off mm -hmm. to just sleep. And then now, of course, here you are like- Yeah, and no a bunch of the Yes. Okay. Well, I'm ready. So, so, well, Betty. So, like, what is what is like a what is like a standard work day for you these days? Like, what 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 you know, just on any given day, what what, what do you have to throw yourself at to just make sure I that it happens? I start to work at three a.m. Oh my! God. Every day. Every day, and yeah. get out of my house by three a.m. And then sometimes I go home at eleven thirty or twelve o'clock at night. Wow. And what do you and, and so well well take 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 me through that a little bit. So 3 a.m. you wake up and then what is what is the first thing you do? And then I come to the day center, met 400 cup of coffee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Found something we can feed the people. Sometimes <laughs> I run out of stuff to just get them a cracker or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and done one group. Uh, I had 11 groups to go. And halfway done by 430, 445, or five o'clock, and pet up 20 high school kids. Like now I'm better. I don't have me to pet them up, you know. They are senior high school kids. I pet them up. They live in a car under the bridge to send them and come to day center, leave them here, and they take a shower, change their clothes, and then and finish the homework. And then when they doing that, I go out across the bridge to the center and pass out the breakfast over there. When yeah. I come back and they ready to go and they all go to school. And then, um, so I started making breakfast for the respite and the shelters. And when I done all this, then by eight, uh, eight o'clock at 7.45, I come back to day center and open up the day center yeah. until three o'clock. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I saw for such a step. Yeah. I sought for staff. I couldn't hire if anybody want to do it. And then, of course, right now, the people pay a lot of money to hire employee. You know, you know, we all short for it. So the reason I do sometimes overnight, uh, work 24 hours, like sometimes the nighttime, the people cannot come to work at overnight. Okay. Overnight staff cannot do it. And I might just well sleep here and then, and then do it and then work. So, yeah. uh, but but the downside is I cannot provide a breakfast for the people on the sand dune or even farther out to uh, outskirt the arcade. But those the people I really want to do it. They have, they need to see me in the morning. I I cannot tell them take medication, but yeah. I can remind them when I get them coffee, something to eat, and they take medication. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they get depressed all day long. And take a whole week to come back to routine. Yeah. So that is very hard. And 
So somebody asked me, can I volunteer for doing that? Is volunteer, they don't accept you, the client. They get yeah. you to you. And then they they are okay and they feel comfortable. If yeah. I have few people come in, get them a cup of coffee, they are really don't feel good about it. And then first they feel a lot about maybe I wanna abandon them. Not gonna tell them anymore, find somebody to replace me. And second yeah. is I, I'm not they I'm more like a mom. I'm not the favorite son mom anymore or favorite son or daughter anymore. And then um, you know, we feed more than three, four hundred people a day, wow. but we still have zero case in a client get a COVID. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, that's and, amazing. Yeah, so so distant and wash the hand. Wow. You're taking it you're taking it seriously. I tell them if I sick, you guys have no food to eat. You've been yeah, about, right. you've the choice. What do you want to do? And, yeah. and, <laughs> and then they say, no, I don't yeah. want to miss you for that long a time. I said, at least 10 days, I yeah. can don't, see you. Right? Don't cough on, don't cough on Betty. No, that would be very bad. <laughs> yeah. for, it, for, it's, for what happened is that they like a kid. They may be like a 40, 50, 16 years old, but they like a little kid. Mm-hmm. But deep inside there, they had a goodness in their heart. Yeah. They do, yeah. Yeah. and but that's the beauty. And then that's what happened to me is, I feel like um, I can help them, but I had the people like your guys or other people behind me, yeah. inspire me. Yeah. And then I don't want you to get me a hundred thousand dollars, be inspire me, just the <laughs> kindness. Yeah. You know, like a fire and a trailer, I had so many people email me and send me a letter and I had different groups say, can we do the fundraising for you? It is not what they, what they, what the action inspired me, not the talking. So mm-hmm. that's what I feel. And then, you know, I do actually my, some of my board members worry about my health and say, you know, how could you do that? My doctor worry. I check my doctor, but they all say I'm healthy. Yeah, I think I think I think it'll you know it will it will absolutely just impress and amaze people that you you know even still after all these years of doing it and after all of the systems that you've built that you still get up at three like it's still you on the ground because it sounds to me like you have just a real you know affinity to like the connection that that you get with these people you know as you say they become uh, like like children to you like and it's yeah. it's you you I. Your, your energy is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I don't have a manager. That's why I sit in offices, yeah. not my friends. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I don't like sitting here. Right. Uh, and yeah, I like to go out. When I go out there, so like a full of the energy and spirit get in my system. And yeah. then um, that's what I like to do. And I, um, I tell you one story. It's really stuck on me. I, I have somebody released one of uh, old men, and they mm-hmm. say released for mental health hospital, very old man, 82 years old. Yeah. And she need, he needs somebody to go, and then we only hold for so long. And very sweet, they always tell me they are very sweet. When you talk about sweet and old man, how could you deny them? So mm-hmm. I had them to come to my marriage. And he needs long 10 by 10, not that big, right? And one day, one of staff long check and then tell me, said, Betty, 
you want to come and look at it. I say, okay, I can look at seven pile of poop uh -oh. inside the room. Uh-oh. Two of them in the front and back. In the corner of the room is a whole pile closer with the pee. So I tell the staff, I said, I'm I tell him, I said, if you sit out there, I tell the staff, I'm gonna take care of it. So I went in, I take care, and then the guy was crying, said, Miss Betty, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know that bad. And then I said, Can I help? I said, Okay, you hold the garbage bag. I do the cleanup. Yeah. When he hold the garbage bag and I clean up, and he cry and he cry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I say, I don't want to hear, I'm sorry anymore. That's okay, I can clean up, don't worry. Go clean up, go fresh up, and then you'll be okay. In the next two weeks, not one pee in the room. That's amazing, because you because you showed that grace, and and he... And and he said, you know, he found his identity. Yeah. And that's what he tells me, and then that's what I believe in, no matter how sick, mental ill, any reason, anything, but deep inside, they had goodness inside yeah. them. That's well, what true, I it's like it's like he wanted to do better for you, you know, like he like you he he wanted, you know, because he saw what you had to go through in order to take care of him. And he said, no, let me I, I can do better than that. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, I'm going to go to the bathroom from now on. I, I, I did not even tell him, remind him anything. In the next two weeks, never had anything. And then yeah. uh, they asked me, wow, you can keep him. You still keep him. I said, that kind of people I want to help. Yeah. Kind of people I want to more more want to help them. Is there somebody uh, young, you know, doesn't do anything, you know, and then <laughs> you know what I mean? I but yeah. that guy, that yeah. kind of kid, I can cut the butt, but yeah. he's so old, he deserves it. Well, you do, you have so much. I mean, like we were, you said, you you love doing the hands-on part of, of your job, but it does sound like you were communicating that you are stretched a little thin right now because you're kind of short staffed at the foundation yeah, yeah yeah is that mostly is that something you've been struggling with mostly since covid or yes and i force the people doesn't want to work with the homeless because they think they are content they had it right and, and i tell them i said no we had clinic right now um i i um i let my client because summer school, summer vacation, the kid won't go out to park anything. But I talk to the people, how could our way to COVID? So every week we do a test for everybody, not the right. children. Yeah. The mom want to do it for the kid fun. And I, I, it's a safety issue. The people lessen, but I don't yeah. know, they lessen. And then um, the COVID really a psychological affect a lot of people, yeah. even well, normal well, people. Yeah. yeah. So, so Betty, like this is this has been a really weird, you know, couple of years, and and so I was I was hoping that we could get kind of sort of a, a state of of local homelessness report from you today, because you know, like in the course of time that we've been doing this show, you know, we've talked to a few people who work with the homeless community, and there there seems to be the common thread that being that being that um, when the pandemic started, you know, a good portion of the volunteer work and the services being offered on the street. Yeah, it was really impacted or just went away altogether. You know, obviously people had to try and uh, to better understand COVID. 
but here we are, you know, over two years later, where would you say our community is at in regards to addressing homelessness concerns compared to where we were two years ago? I tell you what happened. And when I begin to start, I got an order by a governor. Anybody 55 years old had to stay home. But I go against it. Well, I say, oh, you don't understand <laughs> that people need help. Yeah. Anybody shut down the business, and I have people not have shelter and the street and hungry, and I feel to get what they need. And then I doing that time, and then that's how we started social distance. And yeah. people completely lost their hope. Mm. But the government more control about how many cases of COVID and who's dying in the hospital bed run out. But right now, it's losing. Because everybody can do the test and nobody, no, nobody control the number, who got it, who didn't get it. We have mm -hmm. people got it, did not report, and they still go out. We have people doesn't believe it. And we have people got COVID, go to them so, so, to get it, say, oh, sooner or later, anybody got it. Yeah. But they didn't understand how serious can be. I feel like now more lose control. Anybody got the test at home, right? You think they can report to the government? No. Right. Right. But right. not the number. It's not usual. I scare the number. When I watch the number, I would tell my client, look the number today. How many mm -hmm. when people die already? We feel more tight. But right now suddenly so lose goose in there. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. what I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But do you do you feel like that we have um you know, as I said, so right when it started, as you say, like, you know, a lot of things uh, went away and yet there was still that need there. Do you feel like the the services here locally have built back up to, you know, where, where we're being able to address this problem in a, in, a, in a serious way? I don't know. I don't know. And and I don't know. And I don't know. Uh, I had them qualified to say anything. But I'll do my part. I had clinic in here. The, mm -hmm. uh, I don't tell the people go to got the booster shot, but in here, mm -hmm. they need it, they're here to do it. Mm -hmm. And then like now, I say something very crazy, okay? I can like now all the money, <laughs> all the money there is could the bend it on the skin. Really mm -hmm. not solve it. I don't see the solve any major problem in here. Okay. I don't know. Well, I think, yeah. I, I, I think that something about you, Betty, is that that your approach is very hands-on. You know, there are people who focus on trying to go and change policy or, you know, figure out how to get more money toward programs that benefit homelessness. I mean, you just you just do it. You know, you say, well, I see that there's this problem, so I'm just going to get up every day and do whatever I can to, yeah. to help the problem. You know, that is a very encouraging me. I keep my policy what I'm doing because of President Obama. Yeah. We had too many paper report. We need somebody hand on mm -hmm. to find it and see it and know it and do it. Yeah, and, that's, and, that, that's, what he, that's what he said to you? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then he said, I got all the report. I got a lot of paper, a lot of research. Yeah. It's there. The paper's there. <laughs> I'm a fan of there. But yeah. really, the people can say anything you want to say if you don't see it, you don't understand. And like now, right. we have more people in here. 
then the people say the count is going down, but I see more than I ever see since COVID. More, more, more people need your services than than yeah, ever before. Yeah, and, and then I, I think, friend, friend like now, the, uh, let's see, I don't want to irritate anybody, no. but <laughs> I find the, the money go the right direction, but they should spend some money for the people out there. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I mean? And then um, they have most do a different uh, area, not just focusing in one area. Yeah. Well, what yeah, that's what I believe it. And then how many people know anybody say the con is going down, the people, some homeless people doesn't want to put the name for them and they do the con, homeless count, they don't want to do it because they don't trust them. You know, yeah, they don't, right. they say after I get your name or, or that, what what I got, got nothing. And then, mm. so that's why the people find about why I have so many people to feed every single day, but those the people need to focus on them. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that there's a better way to address that? You're saying that the count, let me make sure that I just understand when they do the homeless count, that we yeah. were, that the numbers were reporting are really inaccurate because they can't, they, because a lot of the people just won't even have contact. Yeah. Is, is there a way that we could approach special, that better? Special you think? veteran, special veteran won't get the number to anybody. They yeah. feel like a tech advantage of them, you know, and then, uh, so that's what happened. And, and you know what, the people like I feel, they have completely doesn't trust anybody. Mental ill is a major offense. And second is they don't trust anything because yeah. they, they, they know how much money we got it, but they never touch, never connect with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I had to tell them too. I said, do contact your guys because my funding is from a cow first money. They are the one get me money to buy the food. Right. So I make sure they had a meat, they had veggie, they had fruit, they had milk a poutine to eat every single day and make them very colorful and make them look like the food is not treat them like a gravy over the rice, gravy over the potato. And, and they are like you and me. And then that, that's why we feel our trust and, be, and, and I don't look down on them and they know I love them. And the, the reason I put something good color on the dinner, they feel so good about themselves. Yeah, and then I only when I learned from them, I want them to work the better, cleaner, more colorful, little bit color in their life. Not always black, a dirty shoes, a dirty jacket, and the dirty socks, that kind of stuff, you know. Mm. And um, I, I don't know, it's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment doing this kind of work. Not anybody can do it. Sure. And then not anybody um, want to do it. They may yeah. be commitment for one week or one month, but this to me is a life commitment. Yeah. I met my life commitment because of all the people, the kindness to me, myself. Yeah. And then I that's the only way I can say thank you all the people behind me or support me. Yeah. 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 Well, there, there's something that you mentioned a little bit earlier, Betty, that I wanted to touch on today because it is sort of recent news when you talked about the trailers, the trailer fire. Um, and so, you know, just to give a little bit of background for people maybe listening who haven't followed this 
you know, throughout the years, there's you, there were these trailers that were donated to your foundation by PG&E okay. way back in 2017, so years ago, years ago yeah. and um, to be used as, as housing units um, for your programs. And uh, the city of Eureka agreed to let these trailers sit on a, a property on Hill Ficker uh, near, near the Hikshari Trail. And, and then pretty much since then, the city has been kind of going through this long drawn out process to rezone the site and, and allow for the trailers to stay there permanently. And now we were kind of finally getting close, I think. <laughs> I'm actually not even sure where, where it was last, but you know, getting close to this plan being realized and then last week you know a bunch of the trailers caught fire I know they're still investigating the cause but you know we're damaged really beyond the point of repair and so I know that this must have been very emotional for for you yes and and I got a call um Libra after 12 somebody said the fire start uh, somebody called 911 and some people keep sending video, but I walk overnight at the red, at the family shelter. Sound like somebody hurt your family there. You want to go, but you couldn't go. And because mm -hmm. I have family shelter, I cannot leave. They send me video. Each time see the fire in there, so like a your skin. I hurt me so bad, I couldn't go out there. And what bothers me in the first emotional, see scared, I worry about somebody in there. Yeah, of course. That's my number one. And um, but what I can do, and you cannot go fire station say anybody in there, anything, you know. And then okay. seven years ago, PGE contact me say we had we closed the uh, the fuse landing side. We had a lot of office. Can you use for housing? I look at that and say, yes, we can do that. Can fit for 42 people. Yeah. So we took them back and they, they moved for me in there. The city agreed to do that. The reason we waited for change the zoning, change the site, and uh, close the commissioner. And meeting after meeting, if one people, if two people complaining about it, and they stop and wait yeah. for another year. Yeah. And then I had two people keep against, against it. Finally, they had a vote and say yes. So we are about to, to doing that. And I promised PGE we could speak for 45 people in that in that place. And then um, I feel like I broken my promise. And I couldn't do what I say. When you say something, you have delivered, but I feel like I didn't. Well, yeah, I, I read I, I read that quote from you that you said that you know you you felt like you had broken your promise. But I mean, you know. Obviously, you were you you were ready to go. It, it seems like that this this project kind of got bogged down in in the bureaucracy, uh, the government uh, that 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 often happens. Uh, I mean, is is there? I mean, that just has to be so frustrating for you because you know you had these you know you you had these units and you were ready to go. Is there is there? Is, is there any way to, 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 you know, speed along these processes that you, that you've pushed for and have met with resistance or? Tell me about, I'm a very impatient person. <laughs> I'm very well, yeah, because you're a doer. You, you know? seem like a, uh, you and, must and be I, I talked to one of the people at the Coastal Commissioner. I said, you know what? 
I want to give up, but I cannot broke my promise to the PGE. I cannot give up. I had to go forward, you know. Yeah. And it, it's really painful. But last year, and the city said, Betty, the, what are we going to do with this trailer? We keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, um, so they applied for the grant. And then we got a $1.6 million. Mm -hmm. So we are going to build the mental factory house and put in there. Uh, in a uh, in a south side little bit. First, the neighbor complained about it. We have people from a community, even somebody from Fortuna, go against me, and I tell you what, lawsuit against me. Everybody tell me gave up, not gonna happen, not gonna mm. happen. And I say, you know what? That that is not the south. It's a rental property. We can charge a very low rent, and then they got some rental credit. And then all they live there for one year, they have some credit, and they can rent a place from a public management, anything. But it happen. It, it's really painful. See the burner down. And then um, I, most of the first, the fire, and second, I worry about somebody in there. Yeah. There were, and somebody we're, we're, in there. We'll, we'll, no, we'll mention there were there were no injuries. There were, yeah. yeah. So Nobody. if somebody there, my life is done. I mm. I cannot leave myself every another day. And if the fire take the life in there, I want to talk to the chief. And then I think later he took um, the statement and the last coast outpost to say after in there, nobody in there. And not not nothing in there. I actually I went better look at the next day and and I just stay in the side there crying. I I don't know why I cry. I'm just in well, there. because because you want because you because you want solutions and you you yeah. you've pushed so hard and you've worked so hard and here you had something that seemed like a solution and then it didn't it didn't come to fruition and that's yeah uh, as I say incredibly frustrating. It's a really low point and and I I I tell myself and say you know what um maybe I release myself too because since the COVID. I never can have an opportunity. Like I said, oh, I need five minutes. Let me cry. I did not have that five minutes. But that man, so just it was like everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything get together, the COVID. And the then I always straw. had to put a face. Yeah. I had to because yeah. I had so many people. I cannot find a set face when I feed them. And then I cannot do that. So just release myself, and then I think maybe that's something release myself for two years too. So in a way, you probably did need that. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, some, some release. I'm yeah. glad no, no, that no. You found your release. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's making me cry <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I do wonder. Um, you know, I know that this was recent, and so you're just, you know dealing with the with the the fact that there was this fire but do you have any idea about now if if there's any way to to salvage some aspects of of this project you know do you know what what might come next well you know what i i tell the amazing so i get up and eight o'clock off the night shift go down there and and they still have a uh, very hot still smooth that's why I cry when I touch one of the trailers too hard. Oh. It made me want to cry. And then uh, I I just well, I just say, how could I let the burning child in there? 
not stay there until the cooler. So I went there at four o'clock and I had Kirk Kramer, one of my um, um, board members, Justin uh, from Emotion Fisher and the Dangle. We combined it together and clean up the whole thing. Wow. Mm. And then um, everything the site is to completely clean up and okay. just a matter of few hours. And then uh, I think they maybe too. This one that doesn't make them look bad in the way in the waterfront. The people take a walk, walk to area. You know, doesn't look, look at I saw in there and they clean up. So it's a matter of fact. I talked to uh, my own area. Say, what's the good news on the the project? I say. I wonder what's going on. So they are, because the money from a government, oh gosh, I'm a very impatient person. So they had cut the price a bit on the, the house. They buy this, they already made house. They have mm -hmm. bid on who's the law or whatever. I said, I tell you, I'm very impatient. I, I just, I, that's why I want to be alone. I am not good work with anybody. When I see <laughs> the done, I done. I really do. And then not many people can stand me either. And then that's what happened. That's that's hard. That's hard to believe, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I also uh, like, a, I, I really like now 85% our employee is a former homeless yeah. or a homeless client with us, mostly from a Pago Marsh. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, they are so loyalty, and they would say, "Betty, we do whatever you want to do, and then, and we want to do, and they then, they done everything because we short so short." But mm -hmm. I said, "You have to follow the labor law. I don't. I'm a volunteer, but you <laughs> you cannot be on your eight hour." But I could. They just really hard for them to see me what I'm doing. He said, "Can you do say anything?" I said, "No, I cannot do that." When I cut cut. I illegal use the labor and I'm in deep trouble. I don't want to be that way. Well, well you, you you mentioned you mentioned this. So you're saying that your your operations are short staffed. I mean, I, it it seems possible to me that someone would be be listening to this and be moved to thinking like, you know, I have some free time. Like, uh, how how could I help Betty? Like, is what, well, are there ways that the community could could reach out in in some capacity, in a volunteer capacity, or 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 more than that to to help you out? So right now, um, just last month, I stopped accept the volunteer because COVID. You don't yeah. know they got. They had to call it or not. Everything's more more difficult because more of the, yeah, and uh, every friend that people ask me a donation, I said I had no every donation I take in. I had quarantine for ten days. I run out <laughs> spot that storage them, and then I don't have uh, enough wash and dry wash the clothes. I only use whatever I needed, and then um, all our shelter is full right now. I need something. And what the people moved in the house, and we helped them move in the house, and we provided furniture. And but I had nowhere to store them. And right now, I only have two volunteers, one from a Coast Guard, one from a community member. There. But we don't know what one to do. You know what we can do with that because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So and then myself, I do the test every day myself. Because if I had it, I, I spread out a lot. That's why, and I, so fast, I never got one. 
that's really yeah, good I, news. I, I I don't want you to get COVID, Benny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I told you, like, I'm yeah, impressed. I don't know really what impressed. happened to me. I really don't know what happened to me. And then, and and then, um, so I tell you, I need to go out one day because I need to go away do meditation. I used to do meditation before I go to work. Uh, in the morning, I get up to all seven. I get at least 30 minutes each day. I get meditation, but now I don't even have that 30 minutes. What can, can I ask? Like, what, did we, what, what does your meditation look like? Um, um, I just free myself body, barefoot, and sit down there and just, I am just think about a good thought, good image in me. Yeah. And image about the homeless and then how we can help them and then make my mind like now um all my mind my brain is I scared I at first I scared the people I uh, had a COVID how I can help them yeah. you know I scared if I had that what do I do uh and I even I only go to my own house maybe have an hour or an hour a day that's it. Mm -hmm. Go take a shower and get out. I just want some place. I be myself. No telephone. No email. Nothing. Yeah. Just be myself, and I recharge myself the system, and then um, and then maybe that's better for my health. But I check the doctor. But doctor say I'm healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that you can find time for your meditation, though, <laughs> Betty. Because yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, you're healthy in your body and everything, but you need that that centering time too, right? Yeah, that my my dad worry about my sleep time. And it then, sounds like it. You said you work till midnight and then get up at three. <laughs> you know, this is my sixth day is twenty four hour a day, uh, and then and right now I don't know why so many people call me want to be a partner to me with this and that. I found that I tell everybody stop. And I say, I don't know who are you or what do you want from me? I I have, I cannot do anymore. I don't have volunteer. I don't have an assistant. And I don't like sit in the office. Yeah. I don't like, I like to go outside better. And you know what happened? I just started something very new and I don't know why I'm doing that. Because I've been at the day center, I've been already met. It's good. Someday you guys come to visit me, you can see it already made. But I want to go out to see the people. I feed the people, 11 locations are fun, but I still have a lot of people on the, on the street. Yeah. Oh, I just want to sit down on the sidewalk with them, listen to their story, either the real story or fantasy story. Just listen, no judgmental, no advice. Just listen to the story. Let yeah. them release themselves. Just so release my relate to myself. Like now, I'm like I want to cry. Two years. Oh, I want to find many. I couldn't. Yeah. I think yeah. about these people holding themselves. Let them release the talk. You know that's that's what I want to do. And then I see like a five, a four or five people a day. They don't want anything. I get a hygiene, a mess, and then um, two bars, two face, and then one cookie or something like that. And that's all they need. They say they have so much that people get them. They have so many high, um, hand sanitizer already. They don't need it anymore. 
and just sit down there for 50 minutes, have an hour yeah. to listen to them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If somebody can help them, I will help them, send them here to help them. And if just let them release and hold them tight in your body. And then I, I, I want, like I say, when I see the fire burning there, something maybe connect to me and I can cry. I stand up, I just touch the hot, hot content that's still very hot and still smoke and cry. So release to me, so relate to me. Then I just get an idea and then maybe that's how them release themselves too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so it, you you make it sound so simple, Betty. But it's uh, why I, you you wonder why why we can't uh, figure figure this world out. Seems yeah, so. I, I'm I'm very impatient. I'm not a good uh, good for, for follow the plan or follow the rule. I just do it from my heart. And if you have the paperwork, tell me follow this paperwork you do. That's a work. Obama said that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> you. You keep, yeah. you keep, you keep saying, you keep mentioning how impatient you think you are, and yet you seem like you're the most patient person I can conceive of. Yeah, it's, you're obviously very patient with people, with other humans. I mean, you have a patience for others. But but listen to story is a beautiful story. Someday maybe your guys have listened. You had the power go out the people. That's why I want to talk to your guys because you people from East Coast from Los Angeles, he anything what you say, they got my story from your guys. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's we, what happened. You know, like, you know, a lot has been has been written about you know your, your your life and work over the years you know from your from your childhood in China to like your early struggles here in Eureka trying to get leaders to care about homelessness at all to you know being honored by Obama as as you brought up like how important would you say retelling your personal story has been in convincing powerful people to help you do the work that you want to do. I've been affected a lot of foreign country, believe it or not. Mm. From, from Europe, from Asia, I affect them a lot because they, some people, um, the Chinese doesn't talk. I'm the only one talk. And I don't even tell my husband. And he'll say, I learned about you from a newspaper. I never mm. talk because they don't talk. They don't, if in my place, anybody with shame and be silent. That's why I so release the, the homeless. They should not be silent. They had the waste. They should talk. They should talk. They should feel what they feel. Is uh, uh, will you or not, just speak up, you know? Mm. And then, um, like uh, recently uh, for the, the degree from Humboldt State University, everybody here from your guys, everybody. Mm. Uh, some of the former homeless people, like now they in different professional life, they hear from your guys. They call me, they email me everywhere, everywhere. And your guys go to foreign, foreign land, foreign country too, not just in the United States. Mm. And I don't know how they got in there. I had a former uh, client, I sent them home. He, he came to Congo County, grow pot, and they went to the jail. And mm -hmm. out of jail, they had, I sent him home by uh, SNM Air, take it to home. And yeah. the parent and him found out um, 
uh, I send them out and then they still follow me. They found out I got a degree from Humble and they will send me email. I have somebody from Korea too. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're you're worldwide, Betty. Yeah. You're, 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 oh, yeah. I miss you guys are famous. <laughs> Yeah, you're, a, you're, a, you're a CNN. You're hero. famous. We're yeah. just behind and, and then, the um, scenes. You know, um, <laughs> University of Oklahoma asked me on the board, advisor board, three years commitment because they they want to tell me they want me to tell me my story and what I do and how I do. I say I say you guys crazy. I say I'm not. Remember, I have zero education background. I never did. I never even went to school. Not even kindergarten. Yeah, that was amazing. When you, now that you mentioned that, I mean, we were going to talk to you about that too, Betty. That you were chosen, you know, to re receive this this honorary doctorate degree. I was crying the whole time. Yeah, this is so nice. And yeah. then you go rehearse that, and then I I cry all the way. I miss my mom and dad's here and lots. Yeah. And also, I'm very stubborn. I tell myself, <laughs> I, I I tell I call somebody from Pajin one of the people there um, and meet me in Beijing and say, I said, you know what? Even your guys can't avoid my, my education, but I got my doctor degree now. <laughs> well, yeah. Take that. Take that. I love that. No, that, that was what was when I read, you know, Thad, uh, Thad Greenson's story from the yeah. North Coast Journal about you, which is a, was a lovely piece about that occasion, I, I, I learned how that was such an especially meaningful milestone for you because of being denied the opportunity to yeah. receive an education in your, your childhood. Could you tell us a, a little bit more about that? Do you see my finger? I don't know if you can see it because I want to learn. I don't have pencil. I use my finger right in on the gravel. My finger nail come out. Oh. Wow. Did you, oh, you lost you, your point. You were holding up yeah. your finger and you, and, have, and you is, have no. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, oh, I want to write one to 10. I couldn't. I don't know how to write. And I had no pencil. That's what I, they, always the people say. Why you use a pencil? A pen forever until the end and then you throw them away. They don't understand how valuable to me the pencil and the pen to me. And mm. that's the reason every year I send 20 kids to go to university. Wow. Right now I have six major university get me a scholarship for these 20 kids. Yeah. It's important. I tell them, you fulfill my dream. My dream is that someday I got a class, but I didn't. But you fulfill what my dream. But every year when I drop them at the airport, I get an airport, I always tell them, do not contact me. Do not remember me. I'm not your baggage. Mm. You free yourself. And mm. I had people uh, like now met the professional. Uh, one is a professor in a in somewhere in a what at East Coast always want to send me a donation. I said I don't accept your donation. Your donation go to your own city. Betty stay in Humble County. I had people in Humble County support me. Yeah. We need spray out. Not just you, you don't want a one body. We need more people out in the United States, everywhere, around the world, everywhere. Like the the, the January, um, in the January, the, the period I send the kid fly home. Every year he sent me a ten thousand dollar to help the people to buy a bus ticket to go home. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea that you helped fund people's education like that. But is it through? I mean, I don't how ask do them. You... They, they get to me by, by October. They would ask me how many keep coming. And I say, God, you guys are losing money four years for a college and a housing. And then uh, I asked one friend request, request for me for these kids. The kid had to go to their college one month before the school start. I want to keep get in, um, um, get, get you to the environment, detect the homelessness lifestyle. So they have staff member can take them in, live with them for one month. And when they leave Humboldt County, I get them one suit, one locket, and $100. <laughs> wow. the people the community member funded that to me yeah. new beginning i don't want to get your used luggage i want you to use the good one and brand new new stuff that you new new journey mm -hmm. you are not living in your path you've got to go for call forward for your life but do you do you do you ever foresee a time when when you would pull back from the work that, that you do, you know, and maybe attempt something that looks like a retirement. My mother died 104 years old, and I am going to work until the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, yeah. So, so after what, 100 after 104, then. But you know what? Some people walk tired and mm. upset in. I feel the power, feed my body with the power. I feel the money and I enjoy it. I never one day, at the end of the day, I feel tired. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel tired. I say enough's enough. I haven't that kind of feeling. That if I had that kind of feeling, the time for me to go. But I haven't feel that one yet. And I, no matter how hard I work, I haven't do that. I, I volunteer. I don't have a lot of follow the labor law anymore. I have my retirement. Yeah. I have my workers' come benefits. Every penny I earn, or when I walk with a seat, seat this school, I give back to the, the homeless. Yeah. I feel myself. Yeah. When I come to the United States, I had $20 US money on my hand. But yeah. today I had a house to leave. I have my family. I don't yeah. need anything. Yeah. Free. When you free from the power and greedy, and then you are free yourself. I've been a lot of people when they build themselves up, they want to power control, and the stress can eat you alive. I don't yeah. want that happen. I feel free every day. That's a, that's what that's a gift. That's yeah. amazing. That is one of the I, I, I don't coolest things I've heard somebody say on this show. I love that. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want anything from the United States. I got a freedom from the United States. I want nothing from them. That's why I keep saying Obama. I keep, I shouldn't say that. When he get, asked me, get me a, uh, the, the medal, I said, what are you for? <laughs> for, for, so close, for a coaster. You put, your, put, your, drink, put your drink on it. And you yeah. say, go back, they can let you get more funding. I said, I don't need it. You know, could the soup box and could underneath the bed, then. <laughs> where, where, where is your presidential medal of freedom, Betty? Where do you, where do you keep it? Do you, do you keep, do you display it, display it in your house? No, or is it, it's in a, no. no, it's in a, it's in a box. I think in a that's box a somewhere. 
yeah. Maybe you should. Maybe you should just wear it. You should just wear it around. You should just wear it around town. Yeah. That's the way um, he tells me. And then you get the <laughs> people donate the money. You don't have a hand hand pendulum. But no, yeah. I, I I earned the honor because not me. From the people volunteer, the people donate the money. The people allow me go to their life. Yeah. Earn that medal. You know, it's not really about me. It's I really, but I I tell you too. I don't. You know, I work overnight. Last twenty four hours stay working. Now I talk to you. I don't feel yeah. tired. You don't seem tired. <laughs> yeah, I and 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 I I don't know why. I, I, I <laughs> neither joy. do I. I should say joy, but I feel such an inspired spirit in my bone, in my body. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I, I feel exhausted. I, I was like, I don't. <laughs> so when I, don't I see yet. my doctor, I tell yeah. you, when I see my doctor, my, do, my doctor do an assignment for me because all the, the summer board members were about my health. So they check my hand, my hands are cooking. And they yeah. say, do you hurt your hands are cooking? I say, I don't even know my hands are cooking. Well, do you, do you think, do you think like this endless energy that you have, like, I mean, it seems like very few people actually find their calling and I, and more so than maybe anyone we've had on this show, like you, you, you have a, you have a calling and you have answered it and it, and it's, and it's keeping you energetic and keeping you moving and like, uh, it's, uh, so yeah, why would you, why would you ever deviate from that? Because you have a, a boundless energy that I is unrivaled uh, by most people. I tell you what, yeah. years ago, 50 years ago, when I come to United States, and mm. I was my I found my I found a sister I never met, and she took me to the Safeway to shopping. And mm. uh, we buy a chicken, only a dollar ninety-nine buy a chicken in that time, like a nice. 50 cents a pound of chicken or something like that. And then yeah. the turkey for dollar something, two dollar ninety-nine for the turkey. <laughs> and then when I was was holding a car, the people look at me was smiling because I was young. I my hair completely white. And then when I marry and I come to Eureka, the people keep smiling at me when I go to supermarket or whatever. And then um, that smile made me commitment my life. The people made me feel so good. But I can make somebody feel good themselves. But who I can do it? So and just probably a year later, I my uh, my kids classmate is a homeless kid, and then she always hungry. So that's how I started. When I feed their first feed their their little girl, kindergarten girl, that day the first day I feed them, and that's the day I make my commitment. Mm. I gotta do this to make somebody feel good and nobody hungry. I want to make them, they are not less than you and me. Mm. Do not judge them. I think that the commitment on me and then um, that to keep me going. Yeah. Yeah. When I show the people, I I had the rule for me to my client. I don't, I don't want a donation from them and I don't want a volunteer from me. Mm -hmm. I want they can help me, but they don't volunteer. They can take it themselves first. If they had a money donation, they should save for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. And I don't want the big face me. I don't want to hear, thank you, Miss Betty. Oh, you are so good. I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. We all good in our own way. 
I think that's really made it together, very happy and together. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a wonderful message. And I think that we're going to shift gears just a, a little bit, yeah. Betty, because right. we're getting close to the end. And okay. we, we had thought that maybe for just the last few minutes mm -hmm. um, that we might try something a, a little bit different. So like, because okay. like Andrew said, you know, uh, we've all, we all have heard and, and seen so much about the good work that you do for the community and your story and your, and you know, your past struggles. So we'd like to reserve a little bit of time to just kind of have some fun with you and basically get to know Betty, the person okay. a little bit better. Go. So we're going to ask you just a bunch of questions. Okay. It's, a lightning um, round. it's a lightning round. It's a lightning Betty. round. Some of them okay. are our own. Some of them we borrowed from the Marcel. Uh, you know, Mar Marcel Proust, the, Proust the, you know, the, the French essayist. Okay. Who, uh, would, okay. Short, short answer. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Here we go. So what is your idea of perfect happiness? Uh, just what's the happy? Just see the people not suffer. Okay. Who, which living person do you most admire? For real? Yeah. Yeah. Like your hero. <laughs> My superhero. That you, Obama. That you think Obama. Oh, okay. I knew that <laughs> was going to be the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The deep. Yeah and then just Obama. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, who or what is the greatest love of your life? I want the most is when I see one of my children, the client, the kid come up say, come up to me say, Betty, I love you. And give me a hug. Oh. Yes, <laughs> okay. and love. I feel from them. Okay. Next question. What, when and where in your life were you most happy? When and where I'm most happy, yeah. I'm happy now. That's I I, I kind of knew that that that's, that's where you would the go answer. That. I yeah. love it. I, I'm really happy now. I really like well, who am I? And actually, today's the first time I see my own self. I don't look a mirror. <laughs> well, hey, you look good for someone who doesn't look in mirrors. Yeah, you you have a stylist or something. I don't know. It's like yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then how about this? What what talent? would you most like to have? I don't know. I wish I can play music. Yeah? yeah. There's so many joy to the people. What yeah. what kind of mu what kind of music would you play, Betty? I always, when I listen to uh, you write, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Travel Over the Water? Uh, Paul Simon? Yeah. I okay. wish I can play this song. When I first come to United States at a San Francisco airport, yeah. And I listen to the music, the trouble over the water, the breach over the water. Bridge over yeah. troubled water. Yeah. 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 I wish I can play this song. Oh. That's yeah. that's so amazing to me that that is that is a song that you know uh, 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 resonates in your life because it's a beautiful you know, song. Because the lyrics, I mean, you you've kind of lived out. Uh, yeah. You know, you'll have a friend. Yeah. yeah okay. First yeah, music I ever heard is in my first first music I ever heard from my life. Oh wow. Wow, when I come okay. out the aircraft, I listen to the music. I try so hard. And bridge, bridge over troubled water was the, yes, was the song yes, that yes. that that made you made yes. you cry. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Oh okay. wow. <laughs> okay. That's that's really special. Okay. Other than than Eureka and Humboldt County, wh where would you most like to live? I want to go home. My marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I miss my home. Yeah. I want to see what happened. I want to go go back there, and 
when I I want to find my childhood life in there. Do I do I remember this right? That it it's uh, Guangdong province. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see what happened to them. Yeah. 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 Have you I, ever? I, I mean, I want to heal. I want to heal. Right. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever seriously considered making that that trip? I did seven years ago, and then when my no eight years ago, when my son get married, I want to take my kid to see my village, and mm -hmm. between my place and the governor here about I come in, they they email me when I rent the parade welcome home, and I say no, I don't want to go because uh, I, I want to come home as my own self. And then he said, huh. you are my daughter, our daughter. We want you to come home. And yeah. uh, I met them. Um, you know that uh, China, uh, President invited me to China. And I met them in there. They said, I want you to come home. And then I said, no, I don't want that kind of stuff. I just went home to show my family what wow. happened. Yeah. So what is what is your most treasured possession? I hope something most valuable to me is when I was one um, grand giant running in there, I still had that T-shirt, a foggy bottom run. I still had that T-shirt. The fog, a, a tissue yeah. for the foggy bottom run? Yeah, I still remember my younger age, how much I take the kid out to run. I want yeah. the kid fill in, and then we, we do the two mile run. That's the more way of the family for me. Remind me, myself, I still can run, but now I cannot run anymore. Okay. <laughs> so. Betty treasures her t-shirt from the Foggy Bottom run. Yes. That's great. I love that answer. I love it. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm just going to kind of skip some of these because we're taking okay. too much time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like I almost know the answer to this too, but maybe I'm wrong. So who is your celebrity crush? What's the crush for? It's like liking somebody, like you know, um, like like you like you think somebody's really attractive, cute, or, or, and and uh, you know somebody that you see, like like I like know. who's cute? I don't know. Like well, Steph's, like Steph's celebrity crush is Brad Pitt. We we all know that. Okay, <laughs> Brad, Brad Pitt. Oh you know Brad. <laughs> like an, you know, I tell you something. Even uh, you two, what's the guy's name? Bono. Bono? And he, he get mad at me. I don't know him. I don't know anybody. And he said, how could you not know me? But are you saying, are you saying <laughs> Wait, you Bono, met Bono? Bono? I met him. And he did. But he, but he, he had his yellow eyeglasses. I was like, how oh, <laughs> you don't know me? I, I don't yeah. know. But are you saying that Bono is your celebrity crush? I, I don't know him well, but I, I, I met him. So I yeah. was going to, I was going to guess that it was Obama, but. I, no, he's a politician. He's a president. <laughs> okay. He's a he's, he's a he's... leader for our country. I know. Yeah. You know, for that I like too. I him a so... lot, but yeah. he's the uh, he's the governor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's the president. He's like... Okay. What about this, Betty? What is what is your favorite movie? You you're not gonna believe it. Star Wars. I pay one dollar to see. Star Wars. For one dollar. Yeah. And then I pay the theater one dollar. Oh man, that's great. That's, yeah, that's, that's can't a be good bad. one. This yeah. is the last one. Right. Yeah. I would see. Yeah, that's it. Okay. You know okay. Okay. Then la okay. La la last question, Betty. Okay. Um, what what excites you about the future? What is me? Everyday life is exciting. <laughs> yeah. And I I've been I tell you honestly I'm not just saying that okay meeting your guys. Meeting the music, the news media, I mean, everybody's so kind to me. 
really, really exciting because you bring this not about very about the homelessness issue to everybody yeah. to know. That really made me excited. Made something I cannot do, you guys can do. So always you guys and really make me feel feel good. And I'll tell you one thing. Okay, I know run out of time. When I read the last post, I post when your announcement, I got the, the from a humble step. And mm-hmm. one line, first line say, my our beloved Betty Chen. And that that really made me cry. I mean, you are you. I I don't think it's a, that much of a stretch to call you uh, beloved. You are you you are beloved by this community and beyond, as as you yeah. told but us. The first time I know you love me. Somebody oh. love. Everybody loves you, Betty. Yeah, Betty, <laughs> we Betty, really you do. Know, you guys say something in there, my beloved. There's somebody will not in the world and say that to me too and say. Look at that line saying beloved Betty Chin. And then things are catching my eyes. We want to read everything. And I know I'm loved by your guys. And whoever looked at Alago, tell them thank you. Oh, Betty, <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. Well, yeah. Yeah. Betty, I w- yeah, I wish I, I wish we could talk talk all day, but I, yeah. I know that you have much more important things to do than than gab with us about Bono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thank yeah. you very much. I feel so good. I, I thank you very much. We really yeah, appreciate thank, it. Thank you, and, Betty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is really, really it this time. We want to thank uh, Betty Chin for for coming in and uh, being our hundredth guest, and for also just I don't know is, is, is it on, is it on us to thank Betty for her her years of service? Maybe not, but I I, I certainly you know am thankful and grateful that people like her exist in our community and are driven in a way that clearly neither of, of us are. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're like a hundred things. Every time I do a hundred of anything, I'm like, that's it. Yeah. I'll never do that again. But anyway, yeah, Betty Chin is amazing. We uh, we really appreciate her. Um, and if you can find a way to support her efforts, it's only going to, to do the the whole of humanity better and, and, and especially humbled. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. yeah, so that's it. Well, Steph, any, any, any parting thoughts? I am really glad that we did this. I will say that in the earlier days of the pandemic, this was something that helped me feel sane and helped me stay connected to people. And looking back through the the catalog of people that we've interviewed in Humboldt County, it's really been amazing. You know, we have some incredible people here who do inspiring stuff like Betty or just weird, silly stuff but that still holds a certain level of importance in our community. And I just love, I love Humboldt County. It's been really fun. And I thank the, all the people, however many of you still listen to this, <laughs> you know, for, for sticking with us. And, you know, the, when we get the occasional um, positive feedback in the community, that's always been... I like the, you know, it's like we, we, we talked to all strata of the county, you know, like I really feel like, you know, from elected officials to artists to activists to, you know, people that were were filling, you know, very vital roles in this community that are sometimes uncelebrated at a time when nobody knew what we were doing. It was, it was, it was weird. It was, yeah. I, yeah, I think we, we, we learned that uh, even without 
fancy microphones or doing this, you know, we, we, we shmambled, we shmambled through this uh, <laughs> thing a little bit, but you know, it's a, it's an interesting medium and, and, and it is a, it is a way, it is a unique way to, to connect uh, yeah. with it, with the community. Yeah. Um, and, and we learned a bit more about how that operates and yeah, I'm sure we will uh, return to this in some form at some point, yeah. but right now, Let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Where's the champagne? Mike, you're like kind of a, a gardener or like a landscaper of sorts, aren't you? You I have, have some land. Notes. You have, okay. Well, a lot of folks in Humboldt County are. And uh, for those people, a great place to go check out is Humble Hydroponics. Yeah. You know of this? Yeah. They're over Good. on 1302 Union Street in Eureka. That's by Broadway Cinema. Yes, that is that is right. And and these guys are very knowledgeable. Their staff, they're familiar with Humboldt's climate, so they can help you with your your indoor and outdoor growing needs, whatever those may be. They got yeah. lighting, soils, pH solutions, fans, trays, all that, all that stuff. All yeah. that's you know, you know that's handy. Stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you got to check them out. They're they're locally owned and operated. Now, if I buy a big old uh, uh, bag of, of soil or, or or whatnot, do I am I going to have to haul that myself? The, like, if I got, like put it in my truck myself. I mean, is is what I'm getting at if, there. If if you feel like you want to do that to help get some muscles, then you can. Yeah. But no, you don't have to do that. That's the one of the other great things about humble yeah. hydroponics is the staff will will help you load up your truck. They'll even help with a curbside pickup, you know, if you need, if you want to do that, okay. just give okay. them a call, give them a call to, to figure out how they can help you. It's 707-443-4304. Humboldt Hydroponics, helping you with all your growing needs.